What is up, you sexy bastards? It is your boy, Hot Pocket, again, aka Rabbi Kentlis, aka Noah Kagan, out here in the wild, up in your earlobes, talking about life. So I was diving into some of the statistics of our show over the past 12 months. I think you see tweets that show, hey, my stuff's growing crazy. I've stuck with it. Hey, I should have stuck with it. Hey, I need to quit. And here's what's interesting. July of last year, this show in the first seven days got 3,600 downloads. And we have done an episode every single week, religiously, whatever religion you're in, I'm in it too. And it looks like now we're getting maybe around 4,900 downloads an episode. And that depends on the title and you gorgeous person listening to the show. So thank you so much. I, I've talked about the law of 100, which is just sticking with whatever you're trying to do or become a habit or whatever it is 100 times, 100 emails, 100 videos, 100 podcasts, 100 Instagrams, 100 asking for dates, 100 sales. So it does seem like consistency pays off. And thank you for listening. I love seeing you guys on the streets. I love when you guys message me and Twitter at Noah Kagan. Let me know what you think about these episodes. I looked over the most popular content in the past 12 months, and there's three types of content that y'all want to hear about. Number one is content creation. Number two is solopreneur stories. Number three is Kevin Kelly. <laughs> so solopreneur stories is stuff we're going to have a lot on the show. You're going to hear a lot more of those. Kevin Kelly, I'm going to try to get him back, but a lot of it is just the, the wisdom of what he does and, and how great that is. And then creating content. So I'm going to be sharing a little bit more in depth as well about how we like to create content on our YouTube channel to help you creating content, whether you're a content creator or you're an entrepreneur and you want to leverage content in your business. So today I'm going to be sharing a little bit more about how we do our content creation process. So it's behind the scenes of how we create content across Noah Kagan brand. I don't like we call myself a brand, just how we like to create content and share it across our platforms. So right now, our number one channel and our main focus is YouTube. And the way I, I like thinking about content creation and the way I think you should copy is twofold. One is to get the audience and one is to communicate with your audience. I do not like relying on someone else to talk to my girlfriend. I prefer to talk to her myself, just like you should want to talk to your audience directly. And the more that you put separation between that and you have to hope that a platform will give you that privilege, the tougher it will be. So I use YouTube to get an audience and I use email to communicate with my audience. And me personally, I think y'all know I use sendfox.com. Y'all can go and chime, join chime my newsletter at okdork.com. That's okdork.com. And you can see how I do my newsletter and my autoresponder sequence. But the way that we've grown the audience, the largest is definitely on YouTube. And so our behind the scenes of our creation on YouTube, what's been wild is around three years ago, we had a goal. I think some of y'all have heard me talk about it was to get to 250,000 subscribers. And we were out of 150,000 with two months left. And what was interesting was like, Jeremy and me, I don't know how it came about. Jeremy Marie's the channel director. I don't know what he calls himself these days. It's like, let's just do this thing where you knock on someone's door and ask them what they do for a living. Because we've always been curious. And it's kind of like a, I don't know, last minute Hail Mary. And it turned out that went viral. We hit our target. And instead of doing three videos a week, which we did for every single week that year, in the past two years, we've put out about two to three videos a month. I'm gonna say that one more time. We were doing three videos a week, and now we're doing two videos a month. And this is such a key thing. And I can't tell you, I've noticed uh, with my book launch and working on our, our book launch team, how much for myself and at AppSumo and then people in the, uh, that are starting their own businesses or getting their own businesses started, I ask the same exact question, which is how did you get your first people? And the same thing goes with YouTube. What's the video that's working best? And have you done more of that? And the answer is always no. There's always more 
meat on the bone than you realize. So in your business, in your content creation, what is something you put out that worked and how, how much of it are you doing? And in your business, what is something that you did to get your first subscriber or your first customer or anything? And how much of that are you doing? I've got to make a key point when you're choosing content creation and for your business or for an individual is that as much as you have to think about what you want to make, you have to think about what your ideal customer or audience wants to watch. And I've seen so many people tweet out garbage left and right. And they're like, I don't know. No one's watching it. No one's consuming it. No one likes it. I'm like, yeah, because it sucks. And the more that people miss that point is that you have to also make what people want to watch. So for me, I want to sit in a desk and talk about business. And I did that for a year, three times a week. And guess what? No one, you guys, some of you watched it and I love you, but it didn't really grow and it wasn't really doing the results we want. And so you have to figure out the Venn diagram for the audience you actually want. And I, I hope you're noticing what I'm saying. It's the audience and customer you want. I could go do Mr. Beast like things where I don't know, like I give away a million dollars or I save the seas. And that's fine. That's great that he does it. But that's not the kind of people I'm trying to appeal to. I don't want to appeal to everyone. I want to appeal to people starting or growing online businesses, what I always like to call the underdogs, or what we call at AppSumo.com, the sumo lings. And that is what I found. And doing content that will appeal to them is what I'm aiming for. So what I recommend for you is try a bunch of different content out, see what actually gets more results than others and think, okay, what is it about this that's working? And I mentioned it as well for the book launch. If you're interested in our book launch, shoot me an email, book at okdork.com, holler at me and I'll get you on our book launch team. And a lot of you have, which is amazing. But two things are interesting. One, a lot of people in that group that are starting businesses that are part of our book launch, I'm helping them with their businesses. I'm like, how much are you doing what work to grow your business? They're like, oh, I don't know, not a lot. I'm like, go do that more. And the second part is as I'm marketing my book launch, I'm trying to be mindful of, okay, what's being effective in getting my book launch to work? And the best thing that's been working is getting people who've been interested or benefited from my content to be engaged and then ask them to join the book launch team through our autoresponder. And it's like, oh, let's do a lot more of that. And so there's a lot of things that didn't work. Now, in the content creation process for our YouTube channel, which is our, our main top of funnel, and this can be different depending on whatever channel you've chosen, if it's Instagram, if it's Twitter, whatever that is, it doesn't matter is that we spend, I don't know how much time, but the majority of our time is spent specifically on what is the topic. And if you think about TV shows over the past thousands of years, they have pitch meetings. And so we have pitch discussions, not meetings as much, that have evolved over the years that are literally hundreds of ideas. And we pepper them to think, all right, which one of these do we really excited about? And now because we only do two a month, it really is the best of the best. Because we're only putting out two videos a month, we have to see ones that work. And this doesn't mean they always work. We put out a video recently called The American Dream. Like, is American Dream dead? And we thought that's just such a like hot topic. People are going to really like it. Is it going to be spicy? Turns out it's not. So like that video, for instance, is at 65,000 views after about almost a month of viewing. And you compare that to the Paul Mitchell video, it's got 1.1 million views about two weeks later. And doesn't mean you're always going to get it right. It means you have to learn, okay, again, what I just said in the beginning, what can you double down on? Where's more meat on the bone that works that you know? So we know interviewing people with wisdom that have had experience that are billionaires bangs hard. Like we did it uh, with the Uggs founder. We did it with the Kinko's founder. And fortunately, we were able to do a John Paul DeJoria and it worked. So I can't promise you that every single one will work. But what I want you to really think about is how much time are you really spending on the topic you're choosing. Because within most of the content, that's almost everything, especially depending on the audience you're appealing to. And so the amount of time we spend on the title, the amount of time we spend on the topic, most importantly, and the thumbnail, it's almost as equal as to making the video itself. And almost as equal as editing the video. But it really, people do judge a book by its cover. And we spend a tremendous amount of time on it. 
And so the way I'd like for you to think about your content creation is you're going to try a bunch of things out. You're really aiming to find three categorical content strategies. And what I mean by that is categorical lanes that you know, once you act in that behavior, it works. So for us, we know asking super rich billionaires advice works well. We know me doing stupid ass things where I'm going up to people in the streets, or I'm going up to people's houses, or I'm going up to cars works. And so we do that as well. We have three types of pillars at our channel. Number one is long-form interviews of super rich people, generally billionaires, and that works really well. Two is compilation videos. So we interview a bunch of different people, we put it in a video. And third is challenges. So me at the private jet, me going up to yachts, me knocking on doors. It's a challenge a little bit, or me going to people on the streets, Monaco, Switzerland, New York, done a lot of it. We just did Newport Beach. And those videos work. And so that's why we do a lot of them. And videos outside of that are really experiments. And so we're very picky if we want to add those to our mix. So in terms of our content creation story, that is a lot of it, how it works on YouTube, which is really thinking about who's the customer you want, putting out different things, seeing what works, double down on it. And the one thing I, I want to really add to is that within your content strategy, I, I said in the beginning, how do you drive them to your email letter, email newsletter, whatever the hell you call it. We use sendfox.com. You can check mine out at okdork.com. Now, I've had it in my description of my YouTube videos. This is an interesting thing. I've had it in my YouTube videos for a very, very long time. It doesn't really do much. And in one of our recent videos, in the video, I said, hey, I have a PDF that shows you how to quit your day job and it'll help you. I think the PDF is pretty good. It's not amazing, pretty good. Now the email list sent went from about like 60 a day to 160 a day, just from telling people to go do it, having it in the video and making it somewhat beneficial. Now there's been crappy ass lead magnets and things like that over the years. And there's a lot of ways of growing email lists that I'm not going to get into in this podcast. But if you're interested in it, holler at me at Noah Kagan on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Don't handle me on TikTok. I don't check that shit. But on Twitter, Instagram, at Noah Kagan. Some, tell me if you want to do more email list growing because I'm working on it. Uh, and I'd love to share more about that if that's something you're interested in. And so just because of telling people to do it and making it some reason why they should has really made a, a huge difference in our email list growth. One thing I also want to call out is my buddy, Adam Gilbert, my body tutor. You can check him out on Twitter, my body tutor. I've actually seen that he has been posting a lot of notes. So a notes on his iPhone as his tweets. And that seems to be working. Adam, I'm sorry to share your secret. I don't have to see because it's public, but I, I love the fact that he's doing it. And now he's posting a lot of those. And so that's another type of example for as you're finding your content strategy, really seeing the thing that works and going more on it. Now, one question you might be asking is, Noah, I don't even know which content to start with. That's okay. So don't, don't stress about any of this. Just do law of 100, which is put out 100 pieces of content and aim that each one gets a little bit better. That's it. And for me, I love talking to people that have really interesting businesses. Do I love going to people's doors and stuff like that? No, but we tried a lot of videos over 53 weeks. Originally, we did three videos a week and only one worked, which was Million Dollar Weekend, which is coming out, coming out as a book. You guys know about that. But then once we did this knock on doors, it was like, all right, there's something here with this where it's like, I'm actually doing something. It's off the desk. Not as many people are doing it, maybe more now. And that's the type of content people are really excited to see. Now I'm going to go do a lot more of that. And now in my video creation process, once we've picked the topics, so the topics we have coming out, ideally, which we want to interview James Dyson. That's pretty crazy. Uh, we might want to go talk to rich people at Harrods in London because I'm, I'm over in Europe for the summer. All right. So once we pick a topic, we go into full-on research mode about how to make sure this video is as epic or as we like to call it internally, bangs as possible. So I, I pulled a script and a production plan from one of our recent videos asking millionaires how to invest in cars. This video is coming out pretty soon, shortly. It's fire. It's such an interesting video. And it actually... It was during the American Dream video, we realized that asking millionaires, it's one of our biggest topics, 
how to invest in cars and watches might also be a gigantic topic. We looked about cars and watches and it's a massive topic on YouTube. There's nothing really with this angle. And so in terms of the structure behind the scenes, just what I wanted to share with y'all, we have three people that we could feature, Mini Koshman, David Lee, and Pejman. These are really popular people that people are familiar with the faces. And specifically, what we've noticed is that in creating content, when we do videos in certain areas or in certain settings, like on a private jet or in someone's garage, it is much more fun to watch than just sitting at a desk or doing some Zoom interview. The other thing to consider is that as you're creating content, what can you create that someone else just can't literally go and copy? And getting these interviews, getting certain people, doing certain places, you have some of your own advantages, whether it's photos or something like this. Think about that as you're creating your own content. Then we think about a lot of different titles, a lot of different thumbnails around this topic, how to profit from driving luxury cars, how to make millions investing in supercars, how to make 40 million by collecting Ferraris. Here's how. So there's a ton of these. And then the team and myself go through what are our our core questions and then what are bonus questions. And so for this specific video, we had in 30 seconds, can you share your rags to riches story? How did you make your first million? When did you buy your first exotic car and what's the story behind it? You teach people how to buy their dream car with zero dollars. Tell me more about that. What other car hacks do you know that most people don't? How can you make money by investing in exotic cars? What is the best ROI you've gotten on a car investment? We tend to have certain core questions like, do you have a regret? That's something that we do to almost every single interview. We always, almost always, always, always ask if someone's just starting out, if they're making a little bit of money, how can they get started? The way to think about it for yourself is have a lot of questions as you're doing, if you're trying to do interviews, and that's how we think about it. But really, what are the core that you want to do over and over? And what that does for us is that people then start knowing, oh, Noah and them are the guys that always ask these questions. And also, it gives us extra content that we can repackage it in compilations. So if we always ask regret in our videos, then we can eventually package together a video about regret or a video about getting started. Or this video was actually an American Dream video, but we also had some of these core questions that we're going to ask about investing in cars, and we're able to pull it all together. And so we have Sylvia and our team who pulls this together, and then Jeremy and I review it as well with a lot of our different interviews for like John Paul DeJoria, which is, you know has gone pretty viral. Uh, there's a lot of research on the person. So that doesn't come out in the video, but you realize we're doing two videos a month. We are very intentional about what questions we're going to ask, and then spending a lot of time uh, researching like this person's background, titles, thumbnails, numbers. We meet with Patty Galloway, who is one of our YouTube advisors. We watch a lot of their old content, put together questions. Wow, this is just amazing. I'm just looking at this doc. I haven't even fully gone through it again in, in a little while. So now that the the content is there, we go and film the video. We normally will hire someone locally, or if it's in Austin, there's a guy named Isaac, we'll bring him with. What we've tend to notice is that we really want to film with someone who we've had experience with. And when we filmed with someone brand new, there's just too much variables, which we've had problems with in the past. We're also testing doing three cameras versus two. And some of these videos don't make it to YouTube. They go to our raw channel or they just do our podcast or they only make it to our compilation content, which is like asking people their top regrets and things like that. Once the video is actually finalized and filmed, once the video is filmed, it's definitely not finalized. We use frame.io and Cam on our team and Jeremy on our team and sometimes Patty do like five or six revisions. I tend to see it later in the process. And with frame.io, literally every single second is evaluated and there's comments. And what personally I look for is what are the moments I'm like ready to change tabs? What are the moments I, I drop out? And so can we cut it? Can we restructure it? How do you keep it so someone's hooked from the beginning? Because as I think if you've created any type of content online, that's not just text, you know that people drop off right away. And if you can keep them, 
uh, you have a better chance of keeping him, obviously. And so we use Freedom.io to really evaluate a lot, uh, a lot of times. I mean, each video, if we're only doing two a month, you have to realize like that's two weeks of just one content. Uh, that's eight minutes. And what I want to have you think about is that eight minutes is from generally two to four plus hours of content, if not more. And most of the times its output is eight minutes or even the interviews like the John Paul DeJoria was an hour 15. I think we filmed for maybe an hour and a half too. So just kind of interesting you know, to realize like how much is actually really packaged to making sure that when we put it out, it's highly produced. Then it goes to our thumbnails. So we have one or two thumbnail designers and we'll a little, almost every time do custom photos for our thumbnails, pretty much every time, or we pull it from the video itself. And there's generally about a hundred variations of the thumbnail. And we almost every time have a backup thumbnail. So if we launch with the thumbnail, We'll have a backup. So if the click-through rate is not where we want it to be, uh, that's either a title problem or a thumbnail problem. It could also be a topic, could be uninteresting, like our American Dream one. I think we have great thumbnails and titles for it. It's just a topic that people don't care for. So no, nothing will optimize it to success. You can't optimize a loser. It's a great video. I'm proud of it. And I, I think as we do content, that's a theme I, I remind myself of, which is whether people watch it or not, I hope you guys watch our videos. I hope you're on our newsletter, okdork.com. And our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash okdork. But are we proud of it? You know, we try to make content we thought would be popular and interesting. And, you know, a lot of the, the questions, are we proud of it? And the second question we ask ourselves a lot is that, will it help the underdog? So we come back to that question I said earlier in the show, which is, who's your audience? And how do you make sure that you're really creating something that will be excited and benefit them? So we'll have a backup thumbnail. We put it out on the channel. Generally, we optimize it based on YouTube. We'll recommend what times. That could be, I think sometimes like Friday afternoons, which is weird, or early Fridays. And I saw a tweet, I think, from, I don't remember from who, but it was about don't worry about optimizing your video sometimes. And what I mean by that is we've put out videos and maybe it doesn't bang right away. But the two key metrics we're looking at is average view duration and your click-through rate. And so on the John Paul DeJoria video, we saw that it was like awesome click-through rate, awesome average view duration. I think it's like nine minutes on that. It was like nine minutes, which is really high. Most YouTube videos, the John Paul DeJoria video, for instance, we're getting a four and a half percent click through rate, which is not great. Generally, you're looking for at least 5% plus, and it's getting a six minute average view duration, which is about a minute and a half more than most of our videos. So it didn't really bang right away, but we had confidence that our input metrics and the things that matter will really produce. And a few days later, it started going more viral. And so I think for yourself, as you're doing Twitter, Instagram, look at what are the kind of early metrics you can really identify what will help make something popular. And you can tweak things or you can learn from that for future future videos. And Almost every time after we put out a video, Jeremy will do a full debrief. So on our American Dream video, uh, there was a bulleted checklist in one of our meetings about this video might have been too short and our supercar video, which didn't do well, the two recent ones. It was like the video might have been too short. Uh, the videos didn't have certain things in them that we needed and a few other items. But for yourself, like if something's not too popular, go back and revisit. Okay, well, why isn't this doing popular? Behind the scenes of our content creation, which is a whole nother video specifically, there's a whole nother show. Behind the scenes of our my Twitter process, which is a whole nother video or podcast, what I want to share uh, that we're doing is look for tweets that have been popular and then how can you either just retweet those or specifically rewrite them. So we wrote something about how Drake put out a lot of videos and songs and only a few actually get really viral. And it's like, all right, well, we retweeted it. And now we're putting out a tweet about Steven Spielberg where it's like he actually, his first video didn't do very well but he kept going. And so similar types of content just rewritten. And I think what I, the reason I'm sharing that with you is a lot of times I'm looking for something brand new. I'm like, oh, I got to do brand new. I got to always be something new. And it's like, nope, find a few of these things that just work and just keep repeating them over and over and over. And, and you could figure out ways to make them spicier and creative in your own, in your own way. 
So that is how we put out content. We do two videos a month. Why? Because we have a goal of 750,000 subscribers. We also have a budget, which is to pay for the, the team that I talked about today to help put all this together. And that's also sustainable. And so we found that doing those things in that way with this budget uh, is how we can do this channel and, and create this content. My aim for our channel, one is to inspire people and take action for underdogs. And two, I want to do this for 10 years. Like I like the attention. I like who I get to meet, people like you, people that we get to make videos with. I like the challenges. I like how it makes my life more interesting. And if you're a individual that wants to create content, find something that you enjoy and stick with that for a very long time. Do the law of 100. And if you're a business owner, you know, we have AppSumo.com. Either A, I think you can do it as a brand, but I really think people connect with individuals. I think no matter what kind of business, if you're an Italian restaurant, if you're a healthcare business, like my body tutor, if you're a digital business, there's some way that you can grow organically with creating content. And so go have fun with it. If you feel that you've listened to this or you've seen someone else on Twitter talking that you have to do it, you don't have to do it. There are many ways to grow a business. I just really enjoy doing it this way. And I think you will too. So that is creating content. Another kind of spin on content and topics that you guys seem to be liking on the podcast. It wasn't was like what I planned on doing, but it's what the audience wanted. And I'm happy to talk about it. If you liked this episode, let me know what you think at Noah Kagan on Twitter or Instagram. You can always email me as well, noahatokdork.com with feedback. I do read it. Yo, dog, let's drink some water together. Make sure you stay hydrated out there. It's hot wherever you are in the world. Hopefully it's not too hot for you. Next, text a friend you love him. Remember to do that. Thank you to everyone that helps me create content. There's a lot more people out there. Jason at podcasttech.com who does the podcast. Jeremy, Tommy, Cam, Sasa, Nikki, Sylvie. There is a whole gang of people out there uh, that help make all this happen. And I really appreciate it. And I love that people like you are out there listening to it, inspired, hopefully, and even more importantly, taking action to do something for your own life. I'll see you out there. Beep, beep.